Hey, have you seen Caroline's latest post on Facebook? No, what did she say this time? Well, she shared a photo of her new boylet. They are both on a bed in a hotel. Ooh, is it a fancy hotel? Are they on vacation in Europe or something? No, yeah, it's actually in Hotel Sogo in Baklaran, according to the tag. Okay, that's a very seedy place, right? Why would she post that? I don't know. Maybe she's proud of him? Like, maybe because he's quite good looking? Why don't you look at the picture and see what you think? Okay, okay, let me see. Wait, what? I think I know this guy. This is Ruben. He's married with three kids. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Banana Key Podcast. After we went on a brief hiatus because I was on a revenge travel spree. So anyway, we are back. And our topic today is suggested by our cutie, John Carlos Santos Jr., who says, Hello there. I recently found your podcast and I'm trying to catch up all of your episodes because I really enjoy listening to both of you. I hope you could include a topic about oversharing on social media. As someone who lives outside the Philippines, I got used to our fellow Filipinos posting almost every detail of their lives. Sometimes, I feel weird with what they posted because there was a time when one of my Filipino FB friends posted a picture with her husband wearing just his underwear <laughs> while playing with her kid. Oh my god, yeah, that, that is oversharing, I agree. Mm. And then he says, they're just the complete opposite of my non-Filipino FB friends who barely post something about their lives. And he says, please do not mention my name on your podcast. I would like to Ooh. keep my private life private. Oh no, my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, we did say his name. Maybe we can just edit it out or something. What do we do? Maybe we can. <laughs> sorry, Giancarlo Santos Jr. <laughs> <laughs> but just kidding you guys. We actually gave him a fake name for mm, this episode. Because yes. we knew we were, it's not live. So mm. we can always... We <laughs> exactly. Know, we, we know in advance what we're going to say. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes. this is really an interesting topic, right? Mm. I think it's needed for uh, social media. But before we dive into that, why mm. don't we discuss about the different social media platforms, or at least the top five that we know of. Mm-hmm. We found this article in Markerly blog. And it says, understanding the differences in social media platforms and what makes each of them unique. And the first one is, of course, Facebook. Mm. And it, I think it's the biggest one, right? With mm. its 2.91 billion monthly active users, Facebook remains the biggest social media platform globally. It's a place where people connect with their friends and family, share photos and videos, and even write long posts. With so many users, it's hard to say that Facebook has a particular age range or audience, though it's mostly popular with millennials. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Who doesn't know Facebook, right? Yeah, but it's not just millennials, right? Even the older people, most of them are on mm. Facebook. And I remember there's this, mm. I think it's Ted Lasso, there was an episode where the CFO was uh, telling someone that mm. she should post an apology on social media, but maybe not necessarily on Facebook because it's only for old people and racists. I don't know how true that is. <laughs> What? Oh, okay. oh gosh, are we old people? Because millennials mm-hmm. are now considered old. Oh my God, how did it come mm-hmm. to that? Do you remember when you started joining Facebook? 
just so happens that it was the same time that I moved to Singapore. Otherwise, I would not have remembered. It was 2010. I think before that, what was popular in the Philippines was Friendster. Friendster, yes. In Western countries, the popular one was MySpace. But mm-hmm. in the Philippines, it wasn't that. It was Friendster instead. Right? That was my very yeah. first social media. I think 2003, probably. I think it was after graduation. I graduated from college. That's also why I remember it. Because my friend yeah, said, oh, you should join Friendster. Yeah. yeah, 2003, 2004. And what I remember is you can write testimonials. Mm, I was going to say, that was the popular thing then, right? I would write testimonials for my friends. And then they would reciprocate usually by writing one for you too, right? Mm. <laughs> it actually gave people pressure, right? Because some of my friends actually gave a really long testimonial. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm pressured to write back. Uh, that's right. Equally good <laughs> the one. The same level of <laughs> yeah, social pressure. Yeah. And to those who are listening and who have no idea what friends are, because we do have young listeners, right? So Friendster mm. was kind of like Facebook. But at the beginning, it didn't have a thing like the wall. Like, you can't just yes. post and then everyone would know that you updated it. I think you had to go mm. to someone's page and see if they posted usually photos, I suppose. And we always had them in albums back then. It wasn't like now where you could just post one photo and there's a caption, right? Yeah, and I think what Facebook did great that Friendster wasn't able to do was the algorithm, right? Mm. So in your wall, you could see the most relevant people. Mm-hmm. And so you're hooked to scrolling down because exactly. you find everything very relevant whereas Friendster there wasn't a wall mm. and testimonials were static so if yeah. nobody gave you a testimonial your page is just whatever maybe you change your, the color of your background but other than that there's nothing interactive yeah I think that's the, what it had in similar to MySpace is that you could change your background yeah you know you could use HTML and whatever to make it as colorful as you want or even play music or something right yeah <laughs> that was weird because People put music on their pages, but then the internet wasn't so fast at that point in time, right? So oh, yeah. actually freeze the page. It's like, what's going on? And then later on, you forgot to maybe unmute your speakers. And then all of a sudden, there's this weird sound <laughs> coming out. Where is this coming from? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's my friendsters. And it's your friend's friendster page. It's yeah, it is so media. funny. So, yeah, if there was no one, I'm having a hard time imagining now what that was. That means... You would log on Friendster, and if you wanted to know what was up with your friends, you had to go, I guess, one by one to your friends, right? And see if they posted Mm. something. It wasn't like it would pop up on your feed. There was no feed before. No feed, no notification, Mm -hmm. no nothing. You have to physically go to your, I mean, digitally, virtually (laughs) go to your friends page to get the latest update. Yeah. Yeah, and then the testimonial was like you would write something about who this person is to you, like how you met, mm. etc. Like, mm. say something about them. Oh, I met Ray. Oh, this Ray is such a very funny guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. you would talk about him. It's a testimonial, right? But I guess that's a nice part about it, though, because it was easy to find out something about someone you had never met before by reading about what people said about them. Like, mm-hmm. now on Facebook, you can do that. You can stalk them and see what they post, but they posted it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a bit different. So I guess <laughs> that part was nice. And then after Friends, I remember Multiply also became popular. Do you remember that? Multiply, I don't remember. It was a micro-blogging site. It was mostly for posting photos in albums and then you could write up about it. I think it was popular maybe around 2007 or 2006. Mm. And I remember because I was very active on Multiply and my boss in PNG was saying like, oh, your Multiply site is the place to be. 
Like, you know, <laughs> if everyone wanted to find out what's happening in our department, they should just go to my Multiply site. And then, you know, I, I would see. have all the posters. That's so funny. That's why I remember it. It was also quite popular. But then obviously, Facebook eventually became available to everyone because Facebook yeah. started out as, if you've seen the movie, The Social Network, you would know that mm. Facebook was initially just for Harvard students. Mm. And then yep. eventually, they rolled it out to other schools and eventually to the world. And, you know, it reached Filipinos. And then, mm. you know, once it got started, then Friendster and Multiply died and they had to close mm. shop. And also, what's the original one again? Uh, MySpace, they're not around anymore. I'm, MySpace, I think, is still alive, but the user base obviously is significantly low. I think they limited it to a different one. They pivoted to another. It was like for bands or something. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. I think one of, one of the things that made Facebook so popular as well is in some countries, accessing Facebook is free, right? That's what I heard. In mm, yeah, like in the Philippines and I think India. Mm. Like I think they targeted the... Poor countries, mm. like they knew that these countries, not everyone necessarily has access to internet at home, and then they gave yeah. them for free. Yeah, I don't know if it's completely free in the Philippines exactly, but I think certain plans, Facebook and Viber, I believe, are free. That means it doesn't eat into your data plan. And that's probably right. why it's very, very popular in the Philippines mm. and in other countries, right? Yeah. But they're uh, setting aside there are negative sides to Facebook, right? And we mm. discussed it in one of our episodes before because just because it's free doesn't mean it's nice. And in fact, mm. there's a hidden catch to it, right? Like how are they making money? And of course, because it is free, essentially you are the product, right? As a user. So Exactly. That's yes. that's something that you should keep in mind. If you're not paying for anything, you're probably the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the second most popular social media in this list we found is Instagram, which actually is owned by the same Facebook owner, right? Meta. Right. And back in the days, they purchased Instagram for a, a big amount of money and people were criticizing Mark Zuckerberg, right? Like, mm. oh, he's a young CEO. He's stupid for buying Instagram for such a big amount. But then later... It Years later, oh my God, it was <laughs> one of the best acquisitions yes. of all time. Exactly. Yeah. And why is that? It's because Instagram was very popular. I mean, obviously, that's why he decided to buy it, right? And it has a mm. kind, it's, it's the same social media, but it's a slightly different demographic with Facebook, right? It's more focused on photos and now videos. Mm. It says here in the article that when talking about social media marketing, many people immediately associate it with Instagram. The platform mm. that gave birth to the career as an influencer and which remains one of the most popular when trying to market products or services. And see, this is why this was a very good acquisition, mm. right? Because if you want to advertise, then this is the place to mm. be. <laughs> and the majority mm. of Instagram users are younger, with about 70% falling into the age group of 13 to 34. <laughs> it's not us anymore. <laughs> not us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we belong to the 30%. Well, I'm not part of the 30% uh, yeah, still, but yeah, yeah, 70%. Yeah. yeah, you're not on Instagram anyway, but I am. This is also the best target audience for social media advertising, apparently. So mm. the platform also has many innovative features such as Instagram stories, reels, and live videos. I got to say, though, these innovative features, I don't really know if it's innovative because honestly, I think they stole some of these ideas, if, if you know, right? The stories, they stole mm. that from Snapchat. Sorry, what stories again? Stories is when um, initially, right, Instagram started out as just you just post photos. 
That's it. Yeah. On your feed, yeah, that's right? What I know. And the stories is when you post something and it disappears after 24 hours. So it's like more on, on the fly. So it's like, okay. it's a Snapchat thing. It started Snapchat, as that. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they copied that. So now they have that on Facebook. It's called gotcha. Stories. And then when TikTok became popular, they also started Reels. So that's also like TikTok. Like so a, videos. Yes, okay. videos that are short, probably less than a minute. Mm. Yeah, so it's also copied from TikTok. And I'm sure live mm. was also copied from somewhere. I don't know where. Like YouTube, right? YouTube has live. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if YouTube started it. Maybe somebody else started it. We don't know about. I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, okay. yeah. I think Mark Zuckerberg tried to buy Snapchat and they refused to be bought. So, okay, you don't want me to buy you? Then I will just make... <laughs> I will just copy you. <laughs> Yes, oh. <laughs> that's what happened. Well, the commerce behind it is really big, right? And that is why kind of a lot of influencers wants to be in Instagram because that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Like they promote a certain product. Like what would be, who who do you think would be the uh, most successful influencer on Instagram right now? It's usually women who are like mm. pretty and sexy and young. And they, you mm. know, they, oh, this is, I'm using this, um, Beauty product, you should use it. Mm. So it's usually about beauty products, I think. But wouldn't you be afraid that it's just a nice filter on Instagram? Say cosmetic, you're mm. promoting a cosmetic. That's a good point. Are you sure that it's the actual <laughs> cosmetic and not just the, uh, a filter? That is a good know. point. Because a lot of Instagrammers have been found out to be using that filters or even they use apps I forgot what it's called like you can actually edit your face like oh you want a smaller nose oh you want to have makeup on and whatever oh that's new Facetune I think is what it's called Facetune and then some people right they use this and that's what they always post on Instagram they become popular right and they let's say get invited to be a guest in another show you know on TV and then people are like I didn't recognize her because she looks very different Oh no, because there's no filters. Yes, it's hilarious. There is a subreddit that is focused on this. Like they show Instagram, I think it's called Instagram Reality, where they post a photo of this is what this person posts on Instagram and this is reality, right? Like, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God, why? It is so different. So you're right. Instagram, the cons of Instagram is that it gave birth to influencers, but also gave birth to all these filters and all this mm. lying. Face tune, an auto tune for the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so and that, that contributes to teenagers, especially, right? The young people mm. who have no idea and who look down on themselves because, oh, I don't look as pretty as these people. But in reality, they mm. don't really look like that. And they're like, there's also a social media platform that's for career and for professionals, and that's LinkedIn. And unlike Facebook or Instagram, LinkedIn is not a social media platform per se. It's a networking site mainly intended for users with a business profile looking to connect with other professionals or potential employers. I think this is the most important one, right? Mm. Potential employers. This is like a digital CV for everyone to see, mm-hmm. or a curriculum vitae. So it, traditionally, it's a one... A4 size paper with all your credentials and your work history. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's a LinkedIn page. Right? Mm. So people usually would connect with you and then take a look at, aside from background, aside from career history, but also what type of posts you're you're making. Mm. 
What are your thoughts about whatever it is that you do professionally? LinkedIn is kind of the platform that would capture all of that, right? Mm-hmm. So it says here further in the article that another unique thing about LinkedIn is that photos or videos aren't the most popular types of content, unlike most platforms. Hmm? Or not the most popular types. So. so people don't usually post photos or videos on LinkedIn. Ah, gotcha. I know this mm. like it's usually about you know your thoughts. Less videos, less photos, mostly kind of narrative, right? Mm, yeah, form. exactly. Essays, yeah. Essays, yeah. and usually related to work or work-life balance mm. or something like that. Now that you mentioned that, I think LinkedIn is the only social media platform that I am on right now, and mm. I'm not even very active. I just keep it. If in case a potential employer is interested, right, mm. um, so that they can refer a page because everybody has a LinkedIn page right now. And in fact, in my CV, I have a, how do you call that? La, a QR code. Oh, okay. <laughs> my CV has a QR code that would send you to my LinkedIn profile because apparently everybody That's does, cool. I didn't know you could do now. that now. That's amazing. Okay. Mm. In the past, you would put your CV into, say, Monster or Job Street or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> but now you can just Nostalgia. put it on LinkedIn and then you don't even need to be actively looking for work and sometimes they would just find you and reach out to you if there's an opportunity. And if you like the opportunity, then you can always, you know, respond, right? That's right. So if you think about it, the old model was you always looking for the perfect employer, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way for the employer to hunt for you. Mm. So LinkedIn kind of bridges that gap. Yeah. It essentially makes lives easier for everybody mm. in the career world. Yeah, but then the the difference between LinkedIn and Job Street and whatever is that you can still make posts, social media posts essentially. Like I said, those mm. essays and whatever. And some people like to joke about it uh, on Reddit anyway that LinkedIn nowadays is sometimes becoming a bit like Facebook in the sense that those people are very active in posting and then they're like you know almost bragging all the time about you know like how good they are there are a lot of those right and then I I remember one of those things that went viral and for the wrong reasons is that this guy like posted a picture of himself crying and he was like the CEO or I forgot what like a big you know big position in some company and he was supposedly crying because he had to lay off people and whatever he wrote it seemed very off and people were like why are you posting a picture of yourself crying because you had to lay off people? It's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Unfortunately, like with the first two we mentioned, LinkedIn also has its cons, right? There are these people yeah, who are too too full of yeah. themselves and always trying to come off as better than everyone kind of situation. So, yeah. The next one is TikTok. So TikTok is perhaps the fastest growing social media platform of them all. For the past two years, it has been steadily gaining more and more users. And as of March 2022, it officially has over a billion monthly active users. As Backlinko put it, out of 4.8 billion internet users worldwide, 20.83% use TikTok. If you have a brand that appeals to a younger audience from the ages of 14 to 25, then TikTok is a social media platform for your business. It offers you an opportunity to create fun and exciting content that is also informative and modern. Here's a funny uh, fact. Actually, TikTok, you cannot access TikTok in Hong Kong. Oh, 
Oh, I didn't know that. It's because they banned Hong Kong, not the other way around. I'm not sure why or how or whatever. But anyway, that's the thing. I cannot access TikTok even if I wanted to because mm. <laughs> you're not allowed to in Hong Kong. But it's still fine. I don't think I will be on it anyway. Mm. A lot of TikTok users, whatever they post to TikTok, right? They also post it as a story or a reel on Instagram anyway. So you kind of see some of it. But I think mm. TikTok is more popular nowadays. Like, you can have, like, millions of views and Instagram is not the same, is what I heard. Uh, what's the limit for TikTok? How many minutes can you... I have no idea, but it's definitely okay. less than a minute. You know that a social media platform is popular if it's referenced on the news. Like, previously, mm-hmm. if there's a news article, they would quote someone saying this on Twitter. And you know, Twitter is relevant, right? But nowadays, because of what happened with Elon Musk's acquisition and whatnot, it's not as popular now, right? Mm. So that's how you know, I think, that something is popular. Because uh, people use it more, and so mm. kind of, it's becoming more relevant. Uh, yeah. A billion users there. That's, that's not a joke. Yeah, exactly. And something can easily go viral there, apparently, compared to other platforms. Because, like, say, on Twitter... Um, it could be shared to you only if it's retweeted and then it's seen by someone who is also following that person. Same with mm. Facebook. or But TikTok, apparently, they kind of push content that you don't necessarily follow. Like, I'm not following you, but it's popular, so they push it to your feed. So you will see mm. it also. So it's easier to go viral on TikTok, I think. So yeah. maybe that's why it's uh, nowadays that's what's always quoted or whatever. Interesting. So the algorithm doesn't limit to who you follow or who mm. you know, but say, for example, if you're interested in a specific bag, then contents about bags will be sent to you. Mm. And Instagram is trying to follow that. Again, Instagram with copying other people's ideas. <laughs> so I get annoyed. Like, why am I being shown this videos of people I don't know? It would just say mm. that um, you might be interested in or something. And then I found out that actually it's a TikTok model. But I don't like it because, like, I follow the people I want to follow. Why are you pushing me this, um, you know? But in a way, some of them, though, I do find that I'm interested in them. Like, maybe they will share me cat videos or something. And then <laughs> maybe they have a point. But still, it's a bit annoying for me. Gotcha. And the next one is YouTube. Well, YouTube is the platform with the second highest number of monthly active users coming in just behind Facebook. Along with that, it's thought to be the second largest search engine, Ooh, apart from Google. Well, Google owns YouTube, so yeah. So thanks to YouTube, online videos became mainstream. And a few years back, vloggers with a V mm. were becoming celebrities, similar to how TikTok stars are now doing the same. Mm. Since the early 2000s, the platform has undergone many changes and currently allows users to watch movies, TV, standard videos, and even shorter form of video Similar to Instagram Reels and TikTok. Okay, See? So each platform is just <laughs> copying from each other's yes, <laughs> yes. format, right? <laughs> but what I love about YouTube is there are a lot of educational content out there. True. And you get it for free. If I have a problem, say, oh, I don't know how to do this in Excel. Mm. And then I just search and there's a tutorial for it. Like, yes. oh, this is exactly what I needed. If you want to filter through reading a lot of search engine results... Look for a YouTube tutorial. That's probably one of the fastest way to solving your problem. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. And also even like, for example, you, you want to buy a product mm. and then you don't know, oh, is this going to fit? For example, it's a bag. 
how much stuff can it hold, blah, blah, blah. And if you look yeah. for it on YouTube, it's easier because you actually see it being modeled, right? Like, oh, yeah. she put all this stuff in and then she carried it. And usually they would also say, oh, I'm about 5'2". Oh, that's my height. So maybe that will look like that on me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, YouTube is very helpful in that regard. Like I remember suddenly there was this incident where we were trying to open a bottle of wine. And for some reason, all three of us grown women didn't know how to do it. Um, and mm. we went on YouTube to find how to... Mm. <laughs> To use a corkscrew <laughs> opener, and it was helpful. <laughs> That's yeah, interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, so YouTube University, very very helpful. Mm. One of my hobbies before was custom building PCs, right? Mm. And I follow a lot of influencers on YouTube, and they would give comments, give their reviews on specific parts. Mm. So in order for me to make an educated decision, what parts to buy, what brand, what model. I would watch those channels first and then see them use it because it's a big investment, right? You buy right. a part and then all of a sudden, oh, you regret, oh, this is not the part that I wanted. For you to make that informed decision, YouTube is kind of really, really beautiful resource to do your research beforehand before the actual purchase. Yeah, so I hope YouTube does not go away because even though it can be a bit irritating nowadays because there are way too many ads like everything has an ad at the beginning right and then you have to skip the ad before and they were always they were joking like oh i need to do cpr how do i do it and then you watch youtube and then there's like a, an ad at the beginning and you're losing time <laughs> and the ad is about funeral oh home. my god why <laughs> So that can be annoying, but I suppose it is a small price to pay after all, right? It is free content. And now let's move on to the 13 social media etiquette rules you really need to stop breaking. And this is from Reader's Digest. Mm -hmm. No, Reader's Digest is still alive. Well, yes. Well, (laughs) okay. They got resurrected digitally. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and the first one, according to Reader's Digest, is don't say it online if you wouldn't say it in person. Mm. Quote, shielded behind a computer screen, some people forget they are interacting with other human beings, saying things online that they would never say in person. But the reality is social media is social interaction. Mm. It's not just like real life. It is real life. So act accordingly by asking yourself before posting anything, would I be comfortable saying this face to face there's a term for this right keyboard warrior oh you're right keyboard warriors are very fearless because they're at the comfort of their house typing away in their keyboard but in a face-to-face environment they wouldn't say that yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah this is something that you need to keep in mind because a lot of people just like you know oh i'm just gonna say this and usually type insults or whatever, bashing Mm. people. And then you don't think that what if that other person read what you said, how would they feel, right? Exactly, right? And it's very hard to take it back because it's instantaneous. Like Mm. whenever you hit send or post, immediately it's available for Mm. people to see. Yep. And what if you you went to the store and then then you regret, maybe it took you two hours to (laughs) finally take it down. Maybe thousands of people would have already seen it and... It's very mm. hard to take it back. Yes. So just be careful about what you post. Uh, and maybe try to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. What if they said it mm. about you? How would you feel, right? Yeah, according to the Bible, right? Unto unto others, unto unto you. Huh? <laughs> that is not... <laughs> <laughs> that obviously was a joke. Like, uh, yes. do not do unto others what you want others to 
<laughs> yeah, is that the golden rule? It is the golden rule, right? Golden rule. I yes. think so. Yes. Okay. So the second one is don't behave differently online that you would in person. So mm. in the real world, would you randomly approach an acquaintance and ask them for a favor? Asks etiquette expert Margaret Page. Would you constantly talk about yourself without any regard for others around you? Would you jump into a conversation with strangers without introducing yourself? Accept a gift without saying thank you? By extension, these behaviors are just as rude online, says Paige. Mm. So, okay, um, I guess I agree with this, but I just think it's probably too much to always introduce yourself. Like, let's say, what if you're just posting a comment? <laughs> Hi, I'm Ray. Pleased to meet you. And then you write your comment. It's a bit weird, right? I probably would not uh, do this. Yes. But the rest, I, I agree that yeah, maybe it is like some people forget that in the online situation. Like you know how we talked about this in previous episodes, right? Like people that you're not really that close to would just like for example ask you for money on Facebook. Ooh, yeah. FC. Feeling close. Exactly. They would do these things. They would just suddenly, hey, can I borrow money from you? Although maybe, mm. maybe in real life, if, if they saw you, maybe they would still ask you for money. I have no idea. But maybe they're still behaving the same. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> and next one is don't tag indiscriminately. So tag means when you post a photo and then you tag somebody, you add that person into your post, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So according to this article, Twitter notifies people who have been tagged. So unless you want to hurt someone, and why would you do that? Don't tag people in negative mentions. Mm. If you need a refresher on the real and polite purpose of tagging, the website Business Success Edge offers us a useful guide. One, to provide a link to someone's social media profile, mm. to make your post visible to the person you tag, mm-hmm. or three, to make your post visible to the contacts of the person you tagged. So before you tag someone, ask which of these reasons applies. If the answer is none of them, or to call them out, skip the tag. I think I have an example for this. One of Pinoy podcasters, Lagim, right? You remember her? So someone on Twitter, like, had a negative reaction to what she said on the podcast mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. you know, tagged her. Like, maybe said, mm-hmm. oh, at Lagim podcast is horrible, blah, 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 blah. And then she was posting about it, like, why would you tag me if you are bashing me? It's like, mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the perfect example, right? If you right. have something negative to say, don't at them. Like, mm. what's your point? You just want to hurt people. Just looking for a fight, essentially. Right? Mm, exactly. Mm. So the next one, don't publicly engage with trolls. So some people online live to get a rise out of others. They'll state outrageous opinions or personally insult your pictures and profile. When you feel you're being trolled on social media, don't get drawn into a public spat. There's a saying Mm. online, don't feed the trolls. Ignoring the person is the easiest way to get them to stop. If the harassment continues, contact the moderators of the platform you're using to intervene. So maybe the the people who do that, who tag you, and negative things Mm. could be trolls, and they're deliberately trying to get you to engage angrily yes. right they're, they're not mythical creatures they do <laughs> they, they are real yeah. online and i like this right ignoring them is the mm. best uh, answer because it actually enrages them more <laughs> like why are you ignoring me ha 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 i'm the real winner i'm ignoring you 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do it because they get a rise out of getting a rise out of you, basically. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So just ignore them. They're just hungry for attention, and mm-hmm. you feed them by kind of engaging with them. Yep. And then next one is create a separate account for your business contacts. So many jobs require a social media presence. Point out social media experts at Rocket Social. Just be sure to use a separate new account for your work. Mm. Your employer would rather not have your friends linking to bizarre memes on the same account you conduct business with. And do you really want your clients <laughs> to see you drinking out of a coconut in your beachwear? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even if your job doesn't require you to be on social media, it's a good idea to keep your business contacts separate from your friends. Ah, that's a good point. I haven't actually considered mm. this. Okay. This is interesting though because do you have business contacts or say colleagues who would ask you to be your Facebook friend? Yeah, some of my colleagues are doing that but it's because like I really know them well. But if they're mm. not, you wouldn't, right? Yeah, you wouldn't. Especially if you're not in the Philippines. I think Philippines, everyone is feeling close. So like even if it's your first day, you add each other in socials. But in other Mm. countries, that's really not the case. I think in Singapore, probably took me years before Mm. I eventually added or I let my colleagues add me on Facebook. But maybe this is not for finance people like us, but maybe for people who are working in marketing in or office, something, yeah, right? Sales. And dealing with clients, they need to have probably a Facebook account or a social mm. media account to deal with clients. Then this is good for them, I think. So, which leads us to the next related topic to what you just said. Don't try to friend people you don't know. Or maybe if, you don't, if you're not that close to them also, right? In the early mm. days of social media, people sent random friend requests to strangers all the time. That's not cool anymore, especially with the heightened concerns of privacy and being hacked. Even if you don't mind friend requests from people you don't know, you can't assume others will feel the same way. When sending a friend request, include a personal message of introduction, advices page. Okay, yeah, which is good. Like, I always find it odd when someone friends me on Facebook or Instagram is fine because it's a public profile, but Facebook for me is more personal. So like, okay, who is this person? I don't even remember him. And then like, okay, I do know this face, but in high school, he was in some other class. Like, Mm. we're not even friends in real life, you know? So why would you friend me on Facebook? I guess for me, I only friend friends on Facebook if they're my real friends. Mm. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Otherwise, it'll be hard to track, right? If you just keep on adding random people. Yeah. All of a sudden, you ask yourself later on, like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. And I just remembered something. One of my friends, right? He said that Facebook tells you if it's somebody's birthday. Like today, okay. oh, today is mm. Bray's birthday. And he says that if on that day, he gets a notification that it's somebody's birthday, but he doesn't feel the need to greet that person happy birthday, that means he's not really friends with that person, right? Because if it's your friend, you would greet him. So he would unfriend the guy. And they were laughing, so you unfriended someone on his birthday. <laughs> True. <laughs> Maybe that person was seriously tracking his friends, right? Then, oh, how come I have less friends now on my birthday? <laughs> uh... But I mean, I get his point. It's a good gauge. 
Because if mm. you truly are friends with someone and it's their birthday, you would want to reach out and greet them. If you don't have Maybe that feeling... Maybe that friend of you is just salty that he wasn't invited for the <laughs> birthday party. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Next one is stay offline when you're angry. Ooh, this one's good. That's true, so, yeah. Gutsman makes the point that if you're feeling mad at the world, give yourself some time to cool off before going online. Now, reacting in anger is always a bad idea. This is true in any part of life, but especially on social media. Mm-hmm. If you have a complaint you want to get off your chest, pause, think, and then follow the rules for complaining on social media. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. We, I think we said in a previous episode about career tips, right? That mm-hmm. if you're angry, you shouldn't write an email. So I think yeah. it also applies to social media posts. More so in social yeah. media for everybody to see. Mm. Because once it's there, you think you could delete it, but sometimes people have already taken screen grabs and it's there forever. That's right. Mm. <laughs> like, ooh, I should take a screenshot of this before he deletes it. Yes, yeah. people say that and mm. you're in trouble. Mm. Think before you post, especially oh, the when next you're one's angry. relevant. Mm, yeah, it says here take screenshots responsibly. <laughs> Speaking of screenshot, right? A screenshot is a snapshot of something on your device's screen, email, text messages, DMs. When you are texting or emailing someone, the assumption is that it's between the two of you. Notes Chelsea Klukas in Calgary Herald. Posting mm. a screenshot of a conversation without the other person's consent is invasive and potentially detrimental to your relationship, whether personal or professional. So don't post unless the person has given you permission to, preferably in writing. Okay. Mm. Well, this makes sense actually. Yeah. Especially maybe if, if it's sensitive uh, yeah. topic. And if it's said in confidence, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, like what if you share, you know, oh, you know, Ray, I have really this secret. Details. <laughs> mm. And then, and oh, Ray shared this with me and you post it on Instagram or Facebook, that's a no-no, yeah. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. An equivalent of this that I can think of is when you email somebody and then that person replies with CCing somebody else. Uh, Or the whole world. We were having a conversation. (laughs) Why did you add somebody, Mm. right? Yes. Next one is don't post photos of someone without permission. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is this the brief? (laughs) (laughs) Is this the husband? Yeah, probably. Wearing yes. the underwear. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was with the consent of the husband, right? Yeah, it's uh, possible. Maybe the husband doesn't care. I don't know. <laughs> so just because someone allowed you to take their photo doesn't mean that they're ready to have you post it. Online trends expert Scott Steinberg stresses that it's always a good idea to get a person's okay before you post a photo. If the setting is a public space, a bar, ski slopes, the beach... People don't always have the legal right to privacy, but it's nicer to seek their permission before posting. But this is... I think this is hard to do. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I honestly, I read this, this makes sense, but I actually don't ask for permission Mm. unless um, it's like, you know, if if it looks like we're all look fine in the photo, like, you know, nobody Mm. looks weird in the photo or something, Mm. right? Then I usually post it. And for me, if they don't like the photo and tell me, then I will take it down. So that's what I do. I don't necessarily ask the permission before posting, I, I guess. Maybe we should create a standardized consent for a concern. 
Like when you take a photo, <laughs> hey, standard process apply. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is gonna be posted online. Yeah, but I I like to think that my friends, if yeah, obviously the friends who know you, right? They are aware. For me, because you you don't post stuff, but I post stuff, and they know that. So when they're with me, they know that it will get posted. And then they usually, mm. I remember there there was this incident before where Christina. Your batchmate Christina, and then she was saying, "Oh, yeah, I, I I need to look decent because she might put this on her blog, something." So <laughs> <laughs> they are aware. Um, and then D was like, "I wasn't planning to, but now that you've mentioned it, maybe I will." <laughs> yes, so they are aware and they you know mm. want to look presentable. So mm. maybe that, but yeah, it's too much trouble. I I find to ask everyone, "Hey, do I have your consent to post?" So maybe I can try thinking of that in the future, like. Uh, hey, I'm gonna take photos. Is it okay if I post this at the beginning, like everything, yeah. not every single photo, right? But yeah. from here yeah. on out, if you don't want to be in a photo that might get posted, leave or something like that. Mm. <laughs> or attach the standard clause on your phone, right? So that when you take a selfie, there's like they can read. What? <laughs> this will be posted online. Oh my god, it's <laughs> <is> too much. <laughs> So no, you can just use it as your how do you say that casing, right? In your oh my, casing. on the back, okay. On the back, you'll be like, this photo will be posted online. Yes, then you're free and clear. Oh, okay, I should, I should design that. Yeah, and then I sell it. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. iPhone case or yeah, having a photo taken on this phone, you're consenting to get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> implies your consent. Yeah, exam something like that. <laughs> but I think if you really don't want your photo to. Nowadays, because of the ubiquitousness, right, of social media, mm. I think everyone assumes that if a photo is taken, it might get posted online. And if mm. they don't want that, they are the ones who shy away from the photos. I've had yeah. colleagues who did that before. Like, they mm. refuse to have a photo of them taken. Mm. Interesting. That's what you should do. Interesting. All the more reason you want to take a photo because probably they are hiding something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to fact check. Spreading mm. inaccurate information will quickly backfire, warns Gottsman. Be cognizant that whatever you put out there is open to scrutiny, accuracy, and truthfulness. This is true when you're blogging, vlogging, or podcasting original content, and even when you're merely reposting. Good social media etiquette calls for some attempt at accuracy. Snopes is an excellent resource for fact-checking information people are passing around and for determining whether that viral post is actually true. This is a good point because nowadays, people tend to just believe whatever they see posted. And mm. it's annoying, yeah. right? Especially like, I don't know, talking to older people or whoever, they're saying, oh, it's on Facebook that there's going to be a huge earthquake in the Philippines on June 15. And they... Take it as true. Like, um, where did that information come from even? Like, uh, and, and if I try to fact check it, there's nothing from the official websites and it says that nobody can actually predict that earthquake mm. with that accuracy or something, you know? So uh, don't just believe everything that you see online, even if it's posted right. by someone famous that you follow. There are a lot of famous yeah. people who are full of crap, right? Yes, <laughs> agree. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Next one is share responsibly. Social media has transformed over the years and there are new expectations about what you should and shouldn't say. For instance, posting too many updates and photos doesn't keep friends interested. It just clogs up their feeds. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to these other warning signs you're oversharing on Facebook. Yeah, this is a good point. Mm. 
because I yeah. might tend to overshare and you're yeah. right if it's too many things then people like just tend to skip over them or in, or get mm. irritated by you and then just hide you and that's not good mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah like you post that you're having pancakes for breakfast and then after that you post again that um, the pancakes didn't have the maple syrup and so you asked from the waiter and then two minutes later you posted that finally the pancake has <laughs> oh my god we... <laughs> gotcha um, yes 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 stop it please <laughs> mm, that's true yeah yeah I sometimes just um, post like like a lot of things in succession because I don't want to think too much about how to curate but this is a good eye opener for me that yeah mm. you don't need to post everything right Correct. Yeah, and tendency is uh, the people who don't post as much, when they post something, you know it's important. And then that's mm. when you actually pay attention, right? But if, oh, this right. person is just whatever, that I don't care. And you don't know that mm. he's actually posting any, uh, something important in the midst of the 100 <laughs> <laughs> posts that he put, right? Mm. Okay, that's a good point. This is good. Okay, so 12th is don't post when you've been drinking. Okay, so when you, the first they mentioned was angry, also when you're drinking, right? So think the drunk dialing is bad. Drunk posting magnifies the problem by precisely the number of people who have access to your social media. Alcohol can get into your head and it might lead you to post some things you don't mean or things you don't want other people to see. A good rule of thumb, if you're too drunk to drive, you're too tipsy to post on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point because yeah, drunk dialing. I've done that, and you always regret it the next day when you're sober. Mm. And social media, even more so. There was an app about this in a movie, The Intern, uh, but I don't know if if the app is real. Mm. If you're planning to go out drinking, then that app will give you a mathematical problem for you to solve. <laughs> so if you're not able to solve, that means you're too drunk. Mm. And so you won't be able to use that's cool. your social media. That, that's cool, right? Yeah, I should find out if that app is real. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and the last one on this is... Just because you can post doesn't mean you should. So, quote, it's thrilling to know you can instantly share what's on your mind, Gutsman reminds us. However, social media should not be used to publish an endless stream of rants ramblings and things you didn't think through yeah this is really true i guess the brief situation falls under here right you should yes. not post a picture of your husband in his underwear <laughs> <laughs> you should curate what is on your stream mm. when i was younger now there is this option where facebook and also instagram shows you what you posted like on this day one year ago two years ago etc mm -hmm. right and then i see my posts on facebook especially because you know i was there for so long right like when i was in my 20s or something and like oh my god why did i post this and i cringe like what the <laughs> hell was i thinking <laughs> it's a good reminder yes and also twitter people tend to think that twitter is just you know you can just say anything and then because you don't really care. Like, you think that nobody's going to read it. But what if somebody mm. does? And then, mm. oops, you're in trouble, right? It takes right? a screenshot, yeah. Which reminds me of something. I have this friend. So, years ago, he had this new hire on his team. So, he was the boss of this new person, right? And the new mm -hmm. person is Chavacano. 
So I'm mm-hmm. from Sambuanga, right? So he posted something in Chavacano. Mm. He posted about his boss, but posted in Chavacano thinking, oh, his boss is going to understand it. <gasps> but then the oh. boss, hey, what is he saying? Because he, can und- he knows I can oh. understand Chavacano. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> Doesn't Facebook have an auto-translate as well? Back like, then, it- there wasn't. There wasn't, okay. Mm, yeah, and he was saying something. I don't remember exact, but it was not a good about my friend. Like, he was saying, oh, this guy is whatever. And then my friend is like, oh, my God. But luckily, my friend is forgiving. He just laughed about it and thought it was funny. But can you imagine if it had been somebody else? He could have been mm. fired on the spot because what he said was really not good. Is it as bad as Chinga? No. <laughs> Maybe in a way, I, I in a way, okay. yeah, he was kind of could have been a joke, but he was kind of poking fun at my friend. So oh, yeah, okay. that's not other not people good. who are not as forgiving would have, you know, not signed off on his polarization or whatever. Because at the time he was still a newbie, like why? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you are a new, huh, new, like a young person listening to this podcast, please. Bear that in mind, you think that you can post anything you want and maybe you just posted it to your friends, right? And then nobody else will see it beyond your friends. But what if they took a screenshot and sent it to somebody right. else? It could end really bad. Yes. You. And I've known people who got fired because of some social media posts. And speaking of what you shouldn't say, not just a social media post, but also comments. Like, hmm. I know I've had friends who, for example, their aunt, or whoever, you know, Filipinos tend to be very, what do you call this? They just say anything. Like, they'll say, oh, for example, mm. Ray, tumaba ka, or like, you've gotten mm. fat, you should diet. Like, oh. post that for everyone to see, right? If you really are concerned mm. about that, then don't post it for everyone to see. Maybe write yeah. it to them in a private message or something, because that is really insulting. Mm. And you think it's not, but it is, so that's not cool. Yeah, think also yeah. about that. Don't say anything just because you feel you can. Okay, so to close this, to conclude, there is a saying that the internet is forever. Just like diamonds. Yes. <laughs> the internet is forever, forever. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> so you need to be careful what you post because maybe 10 years from now or whatever, it could jeopardize your career or if you're a celebrity, you could get canceled. And there are some celebrities, in fact, who experienced this. One that comes to mind is James Gunn. He's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the films from MCU. So mm. despite Gunn's successful record with Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, Disney was quick to fire him from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 after right-wing commentators unearthed tweets from years past where the filmmaker, an outspoken critic of then-President Donald Trump, made indefensible jokes about topics such as rape, pedophilia, 9-11, and the Holocaust. Gunn, for his part, took responsibility and expressed regret for his past remarks and said he accepted the company's business decisions. Disney eventually quietly reinstated Gunn on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 with the news breaking in March 2019, months after it was official. The public and Guardians cast members had continued to express their support of Gunn and their desire to have him back on the film. This turned out to be a blessing in disguise for him, though, because during this window away from Marvel projects, Gunn was hired by DC to write and direct The Suicide Squad, the second one. There were two Suicide Mm. Squads, remember? Yeah. And this was the first step in Gunn's rapid ascent to the top of DC. 
He and Peter Safran were both recently appointed as co-chairmen and chief executive officers of DC Studios. Oh, interesting. So maybe he's not the best example of someone who suffered necessarily <laughs> because in the end, he, you know, he turned it around. But not everyone mm. is as lucky as him, right? That's right. Yeah. Interesting. And also, CareerBuilder found that 18% of employers have fired people because of something they posted on social media. And at least 70%, 7-0, of employers screen candidates' profiles before hiring. Yeah, and not, this you is know, not just really, on LinkedIn. They also screen yeah, all their it, social media. It's, it's on everything. They probably just do a simple Google search on you, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of your social media profiles would appear and they would take a look. Okay, what kind of person is he mm-hmm. online? And then if you're posting some ridiculous uh, items or, or post, then probably, you know, that's a uh, black eye on your uh, mark, right? Yeah. Uh, so whether you're using social media at work or at home, ask yourself if you're comfortable with your boss seeing your post. Oh, well, mm-hmm. that is a good yeah. parameter, right? Yep. And then speaking of social media, please follow us on Facebook or Instagram. You know, show <laughs> your true colors. Don't be shy. Uh-huh. At Bananaki Podcast is our handle. And then shoot us a comment about your thoughts on social media etiquette. And you might be featured on the next... Cutie Minute. It's time minute. for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your minute. thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not minute. really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. Our first cutie is That Semi-Charmed Life. And she is commenting on episode 113, The Accountant. And she says... Listening to the accountant episode while doing report on a Saturday morning. Oh, wow. Thank you. Enjoyed this a lot and need more with this kind of content. This will be helpful if I find myself headhunting for accountants in the future. Thanks, D and Ray. Oh, thank you. So, Semi Charmed Life is a headhunter. Uh, she is a recruiter, I think. Mm, interesting, interesting. If you happen to be looking for accountant semi-charmed life, me and Dee, we are... <laughs> but she's recruiting in the US, so maybe that's why she hasn't recruited us wow. so far. Okay. Yeah, but who knows, right? Maybe if she finds out that uh, her employer is willing to sponsor, who knows? <laughs> but that's really tough. US is very tough. And I would know because my initially, my bosses wanted to offer me a job in... New Jersey but then mm. uh, my boss's boss said it's really difficult to get a work visa in US so that's why they offered Canada instead okay so the next cutie is Valentina and she Facebook messaged saying hey I wanted to say I listened to your podcast randomly two weeks ago and super relatable you guys are super funny <laughs> continue doing what you do definitely will share to my Cebuano friends Oh, so this is Bisdak like you. Bisdak? Oh my god, Valentina. Yes, and she said, listening from Portugal at the moment. Wow, so oh. we have a listener from Portugal. Portugal. Aren't we going to Portugal next, next year? Next year, yeah, we want to do it. So, <laughs> so Valentina, <laughs> next year, see you in Portugal. Yeah, can we live with you? No, just kidding. <laughs> That's an example of <laughs> what not to do on social media. What not to do on social media, D. <laughs> We are kidding. No, yes. But I have heard good things about Portugal. A lot of people have been talking about how beautiful it is in Lisbon. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, 
sure, I'm sure it is. And if you have other listeners in Portugal, please reach out to us and you know if you want to meet up or if you have suggestions on what our itinerary should be, we would yeah, love to hear from you. Visit. Yes, exactly. Knowing who we are and what type of things we we like through this podcast. Please mm. send us your recommendation. Yes. Great. So, Great. if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening to right now. And also, give us a five-star rating. Okay? So, that's, that's it. it for now. Bye. Bye.